0: Everyone,
1: it's time to eat, drink, and be merry with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy.
0: Hey, everybody, it is the dog summer, dog summer, the dog days of summer in Arizona. It is swampy hot everywhere across the country, but We always want to know what's going on in the vineyard and so of course it is the first wednesday of the month that means it is wine time with peggy here on big blend radio's eat drink and be merry show and uh, we love this show with peggy she gives us an update of what's going on in their vineyard she gives us an update on uh just what's going on in the world of wine she teaches us terms we've never heard about and also talks about cooking and recipes and wine pairing so we always have a good time Today, she's going to talk about uh, wine region vacations, like in Arizona. Um, right now, we're in Arkansas, bordering Missouri. Missouri has wine, so it's pretty cool. So we're going to have a good conversation with her. Uh, Peggy, uh, Peggy Fiendaca. her and her husband, Kurt, own LDV Winery in Arizona. The Vineyards in the Chiricahua Foothills, which is in southeast Arizona, right next to Chiricahua National Monument, uh, also known as the Cochise Stronghold Area. And uh the actual winery tasting room is in Scottsdale. So if you're in Scottsdale enjoying art, shopping and just that beautiful sunshine and poolside weather, uh go to ldvwinery.com and find out how to drive your way to or, or get an Uber, right? Don't don't
1: oh yeah,
0: taste and drive. That's it. That's my new saying. Don't taste yeah. and drive. So that's a good start to this whole conversation about um you know, vi- winery vacations, which I love. But welcome back. How are you?
1: Thank you. A little hot like the rest yeah, of yeah. the country. It's, it's pretty warm in Arizona, that's for sure. But uh, I know everyone's suffering across the, the the whole country.
0: So how how is the vineyard? I was thinking about this today because, you know, we're on a farm and I'm taking care of crops again. And there's a grapevine. Um, the, the grapes aren't here yet. Um, but the zucchini is. But I was thinking about this because everything's like dewy here and it's swampy, hot, humid. And I thought, okay, I know you're always talking about those grapes can't get too moist. Do you want them nice and dry? And I thought, is Peggy and Kurt, are they running around the vineyard with a hairdryer, a big hairdryer (laughs) on the cool setting, not the hot setting, the cool setting? I mean, how's it going with all this heat for the vineyard?
1: Well, you know, to remind people where we're at, we're in southeastern Arizona. So we're at 5,000 foot elevation. Uh, it does not get as hot as the phoenix area or the scottsdale area um it is still warm though so we are hitting the 100 degree mark a little over 100 degree in the at the vineyard and that's it's hot um it's not like the 115 117 up in the the phoenix area that we've been having record heats uh for the last 10 days almost two weeks but um at the vineyard it's it's warm so it does have an impact you know we have to water more obviously so our water bill is really high um luckily we we can manage that water and um you know, it, it it puts stress. So we're seeing a little bit of stress on the vines. Uh, you see that in the coloring of the of the leaves when it's a little bit uh, it's being stressed. But um, not so bad right now. I mean, it right. is monsoon season. We're going to talk about monsoons, and so it is monsoon season in Arizona. And uh, so that is oh. always tricky. Yep. Yep. So
0: I love the monsoon season. I know you probably don't with the vineyard, but I think that's the one thing people, you know, I know a lot of our European friends travel through the desert and go to Arizona in the summer. And so that's a, you know, they love it. They love the desert heat. And the rest of us are running indoors going, what are you nuts? They're like, no, I'm doing this, you know, but um, the monsoon, I tell people like Arizona in the summer monsoon season, it's magical to watch the storms. You just get up early in the morning, go out for a late, a, you know, late, late stroll, maybe have fireside wine time, you know, in the evening under the stars. So it's really a magical, just different way of being. Plus, you get wildflowers throughout right. the summer, too. Depending, Like in your area southeast where the vineyard is, there's other really cool things happening in the summer. Um, but like you're saying, it's a little tricky. So, like, are, are you watching the radar 24-7 right now?
1: Oh, gosh, and we have a a, t- um, a weather station on the on the vineyard and everything. So yeah, it's the weather station is on the television at all times. It's on Kurt's phone, he's constantly monitoring it. But, you know, the monsoon season people don't realize you obviously do because you made mention of it, it happens in the summertime, but it also happens in the wintertime in other locations, we get the monsoon in the summer. And it usually starts June 15th and ends at the end of September, usually. And it's it's basically, for those who may not know, it's a season, seasonal change in the direction of the prevailing winds or the strongest winds. And uh, the result of that, we can get I mean, heavy downpours of rain where uh, in a short amount of time we can have mass flooding that can occur just from the downpour of rain and the, the soils not being able to absorb all of that water in such a short amount of time. And we can have incredible lightning storms, which is obviously a little scary for forest fires um, and Mm -hmm. they can ignite uh, those fires. And then our humidity goes up a little bit. I mean, nothing like Arkansas uh, (laughs) where you're at and right now where we're taping, but um, it does go up. So when you're 110, 115 degrees and you're at 30 percent or 20 some percent humidity, that's warm. And mm. that's what the valley, the Phoenix area is like. But also you get these unbelievable dust storms. Uh, haboobs. Oh, the hoodoo.
0: Oh, what are they called? Haboobs. Haboobs. I was as hoodoos. What, no, those are the rocks. I don't yeah, to walk into that, yeah. But yeah.
1: yeah oh man, those is- are crazy. Right when we lived up in Fountain Hills, which is a little ways outside of Scottsdale, and it's a little bit out elevated, and you can see the whole valley, you can watch these haboobs move almost, you know, come in like thirty miles um, across the valley, and it's just this this sheet of dust basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very dangerous to drive in, um, mm-hmm. and they can do damage. But again, another fascinating weather phenomenon that
0: occurs I, I find it int- to me I'm fascinated by it so I'm like one of those if it's hailing I'm one of the people that go like I gotta go outside and see like
1: yeah yeah, stupidly yeah
0: put my hand out there and go oh I don't know why it hurt but you know but it's um it I don't know the southwest weather and it can change and the monsoon season you know it's actually a really big deal with, if you're hiking you've got to be aware of it when you're hiking in the desert and so I say early mornings is good. Um, you know, I remember we lived out in Joshua Tree and we were driving a friend to Vegas. We were going to Vegas for a little vacation with him. And he was, he's from Boston, and we're at our house. And I said, no, we need to go. A monsoon's coming. And he's like, no, it's not. Look, the whole sky is blue. I'm like, no, it's coming. No, no, no. And he's yip-yapping away, drinking wine. And I'm not. I'm like, I have to drive us to Vegas. Can we get there? So I can drink wine. You know? <laughs> And he's, la, 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 we get in the car. And he's like, no, yeah, you're full of it. I'm like, no, I'm not. Swear to God, within an hour, we're on the road. And I take all these back roads, you know, to get up to Vegas. And it's beautiful, right? All through the Mauve. Right. Here it comes. And the way the part of the desert where we were, it literally looked like an ocean coming across. And he, he, as the quietest I've ever heard him get. Even Nancy and I, we were all like, oh, oh, We, we, you know, and it actually nailed the, actually bottomed the car out a little bit and the windshield cracked because of the way the roads you know go with the sand dunes out that way and it we were hauling and anyway we made it to vegas and he never doubted my weather (laughs) sense again because i was like you can't tell unless you really understand the weather you can kind of feel it when you get when you know the area but Right, I think it's fascinating to see the desert become the ocean, because I feel like the desert is the ocean, like an ancient seabed.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. And in in the mountains where we are at that elevation, the weather swirls around. So you might think that you're getting potentially a storm coming off the Cherokee Mountain, and then the winds will shift and actually the lightning starts you know somewhere to the south or to another direction and, mm. and so it swirls and it's very unpredictable and um, and it can come on very rapidly like you say. Mm. And so you really need to take shelter because the the lightning in the in the mountains are, are very crucial and, it, and that's the scary part for the vineyard also. I mean we had a lightning strike um, re- or a couple of years ago that, that um, killed all of our electronics in our well house and in our irrigation system. Not fun. No, so it's it's a scary thing. And the other okay. thing about um, the weather, the monsoons this time of year, is uh, the downpour of the rain could bring a a bit of hail which obviously could devastate the grapes the grapes are looking really beautiful right now really full and and the Mm bunches are getting large but they haven't you know they're unprotected only by the or they're protected only by the the leave canopy that um, protects those grapes can't
0: you quickly just go put them in a house
1: I know, right? <laughs> I just be- put a
0: barn. Like, click your fingers, and a barn comes over, and it's like, okay, we're safe for now. But hail is—that's so you can't move fast enough for hail. It's yeah, it's, you, you can't. There's nothing you can do.
1: I, you know, you just sit and watch it and go, okay, there goes the Syrah. Um,
0: well, I oh, know. see, but this is what I want to tell people about when everybody starts getting picky about prices of wine. If you were, if you could only understand, this is why we're doing this podcast to understand right. how much goes into it. And if you lose a Syrah, well, next year it's like, oh, you have to, like, you wah, wah, wah. You can't lose a Syrah. You know, that's my favorite. You're right. not allowed. You're right. not, not allowed. But I wanted to ask this with it getting hotter. And you're we saying that you can see that the vines stress a little bit. You know, sometimes that's good for um, crops. A little right. bit of stress makes them produce, right? Um, does it? affect the sugar content of the grapes when a vine gets a little stressed
1: um not not so much from this uh the stress like i i'm suggesting that we're seeing on some of the leaves but um high moisture you know in the grapes can make it slow down the ripening because what you oh. want is the ripening to occur in those grape clusters and you know, if you have a lot of rain, plus also the rain, if you have it happening at this time, um, it can create some mildew in the grape cluster, which we don't want. I think mm-hmm. I've talked about in the past, how we handle that by spraying a uh, baking soda kind of mixture on the, on the grape clusters to help pre- prevent mildew from forming. So um the stress, not, not so much. I mean, mm-hmm. luckily, we irrigate, so we can control mm-hmm. water. And, and But people that are dry farming um, their vineyards, and they have oh, yeah. the heat or the monsoon like we do, it's tricky. It's, it's mm-hmm. a lot tougher.
0: Oh, we should do a thing about dry farming versus, you know, that's a yeah. whole topic um, that is fascinating. You know, right. it just is really, really fascinating. Um, I want to move on to um, your word of the day, astringent. So A- then I start the astringent. I started thinking all kinds of things. I'm like, what are you looking at? Like the grape? I, I'm because I'm starting to think about all the skincare things. <laughs> like, you, you want your skin right. your astringency? So I'm like, are you looking at the grape? Going, okay, I'm sending you in for Botox. Like what? What's right, the-? right. Right. Well, astringency, and,
1: and you might have people uh, use that term when they're tasting wine, particularly a, a big red like a Cabernet Sauvignon or a Petit Syrah, They might describe it as being very astringent. And uh, what to think about astringency in wine? It's not a flavor but it's how your mouth feels when you're sipping that wine. It's a sensation that's prevalent in certain wines that you might take taste. And it really occurs at the back of the mouth, you know, or the back and, and you feel like uh, the dry dryingness or drying, and maybe you might pucker a little bit if the astringency is out of balance in the wine. Um, some people describe what they're feeling when they're tasting it as that the wine is bitter, or the wine is sour, but those are, our flavors. Sour and bitter are more of a taste okay. where astringency is, is um, a sensation that you're having when you're tasting that wine. And it's, okay. it happens because of the level of wine tannins. And I know we've talked about wine tannins, which are basically when um you know, created by the structure of the grape, as well as the amount of time that the juice of the um, grapes are in contact with the the skins of the grapes. Obviously, you know that's mm-hmm. what gives the color, but um, it also will create those tannins that can be very astringent. Um, so, a wine's tannin level can be. Um, impacted by several winemaking techniques Mm -hmm. um, such as how you how long you let the juice remain in contact with the grapes but also um uh, it's you know fining we talked about i think fining in the past Mm -hmm. um, which uh, is a process that helps you uh to uh, um deal with the tannins, manage those tannins in the wine. And it's usually in order to fine, you add something into it. And it's usually like a uh, um, an A-white solution or some kind of fining agent that's put into the wine mm-hmm. that attracts the particles in the wine and that you take it out. How that all is managed um, will determine how much that mouthfeel of astringency might occur in your uh, when you're doing wine tasting, you know at LDV, as I've talked about in the past, we manage those tannins and hopefully manage the the astringency of our big reds through our winemaking process and our aging process because we don't fine our wines um, mm-hmm. like a lot of people, most people do. So,
0: well, I know because you have those little bitsies. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh no, this is this is straight from the farm, man. I like this. This is. I always find wines that have the bits. I call them bitsies. Uh That it. I prefer those wines. It's just me personally, you know, um, a preference. For some reason, I just am more attracted to those kinds of wines. That so. Yeah, I like your process. We we call it love dust. Your winemaker. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I like all bitsies, but yeah, I like love dust. All right, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So that's a new word. Astringent actually when you said egg whites, that's the other time I've heard astringent. Like I right. think we use that in cooking even. Um, astringency. Um, There's like some things with egg whites. I'm not oh, I don't yeah. know why I know that. Astringent yeah. going with egg whites. I don't know what and how, but it's related for some reason. Yeah. But probably. hey, I've got a new word now. Yay. Yes, you
1: do. So when you're when you're at that next wine tasting and you taste a big cabernet. And you think, ah, I'm feeling that puckering. I'm feeling Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, that sensation in my mouth. And and maybe it's out of balance and it's astringent, um, but it's definitely a high tannic wine.
0: Yeah, that's not my favorite thing with that. You know, then I'll eat sour candies and then you can't have wine. Can't eat sour candies and drink wine. That would ruin the wine. Yes. Not a good plan. No, exactly. not a good, not a good deal. Okay, so I'm so excited to talk about vacations, because we're still yes. in summer. And, you know, I know your harvest time has to be coming up, right? So right. would you say, because, you know, it's almost back to school, right? And so yeah. there's a lot of people who do that shoulder season. Um, a lot of especially if you're retired, or you right. can work from home or remote work remotely be like Nancy and I were like, We'll go anywhere, as you know, (laughs) to the hills of Arkansas, we will go, you know, (laughs) and I like it out here, but um, when, is it, is it good to go when there's a harvest going? Because some people think, oh, it's, you know, you guys are really, really busy at that time. You know, should we go at harvest time? I think, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it's, um, well, it's the most beautiful time of the seas of the year is right before harvest and you know harvest will begin most likely in most wine regions in the U.S. probably towards the end of August middle to end of August so um, like we have our annual uh, wine country barbecue on on August 5th Uh, it's always the first Saturday in August because it's We're pretty certain we're not going to be harvesting yet. And people get out in the vineyard to take incredible photographs of the grapes and so on. So, um, yeah, I think it's a good time of year. I I thought this was a good topic to um, think about because people are trying to sneak in their last long weekend vacation or, or sneak in their vacation before um, you know, the fall hits and Arizona You know, people don't realize we have incredible wine regions, but each one of the wine regions in Arizona have so much more than just the wine tasting, so much more to see and do. And so I think what I encourage people is don't just go to a wine region just to do power wine tasting. Oh, my gosh.
0: You'd (laughs) be walking around like ding dong, ding dong. you have to hire a full-time driver. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But immerse yourself in that region and immerse yourself in and learn about why that region is is so special. You know, like in southeastern Arizona, um, where we are, you know, we we grow so many different uh, types of produce. And we have incredible organic farms and and you pick them. So corn season is about to start and we have some of the best sweet corn. I think. apple Annie's. Apple annie's. annies is up yeah. and they um you can go get fresh vegetables and um this year they're Peach crop and their apple crop was destroyed by weather, wow. unfortunately. So you can't really get you can't pick peaches this year or, or apples, but um, they have incredible corn coming on. And then, of course, the history of our region is incredible. right.
0: You know, i um, You know, apparently Georgia got nailed for peaches too this year. Yeah. It's a bad peach year. It's sad. Um, but you know, when we pet set out at Peachtree City, and you know, it's peaches. Their their banana trees exploded oh. in the ice and the because of the cold temperatures. They wow. literally, because they hold so much water, exploded oh when they gosh. So and I was wondering, what's going on in the middle of the night? Wow. Go check the banana trees. No way, dude. Yeah, it's wow. pretty crazy. So their temperatures do some craziness, but um I really I love what you say about this because I mean, you know, we travel full time, and our whole thing is get people into parks to understand. The, the connection between the community and the parks. We talk about this yeah. all the time. Like to me, if you're going to go, I would, I would highly suggest people go to Fort Bowie and Chiricahua National Monument in your area, because right. you learn about, you've got, you've got the Sky Islands, by the way, and you've got four seasons. Right. And I think even for fall, we're talking about vacation planning, fall, going through vineyards in the fall, like yes. heck yeah, it's gorgeous, yes. right? And the bird um, watching. Yeah, in your area, um, let's just really focus on your area as a vacation. Like, your fall is beautiful. Um, like you say, got the migration, you've got these parks. Um, you can you've got Saguaro National Park on your way there, too. You've got um, Canyon Cat, Cartner Cab. You know what? We haven't done that yet. Um, Oh, tap tap. Um, but your whole area, you could spend a month and not do it all and do all the wine tasting. Wilcox um, Rex Allen. You've yeah. got, I, you know what? I've got a whole guide on this in my head. Like, seriously, you've got Rex Allen. You've got the museum. Is the theater still there? The yes. Rex Allen theater? Remodeled. It's, it's oh, wow. Re-
1: yes. Uh-huh.
0: Oh my so. gosh. Okay. This is cool. So I, all that historic district when we were there in the beginning of our tour, this was one of the very first places we wow. visited was Wilcox and we did. Um, so OK, that's it. I'm writing a whole article on this. Now it's your fault. Yeah, <laughs> so, this is a, no, this is really cool, because if you do Southeast Arizona and you spend time there and a lot of people I know, if you're in the Midwest and Nancy and I now know all about the Midwest winters, get the hell out. Go down. You need to go south <laughs> and you need to start planning and going now. And don't wait until January, February to do it. Right. Enjoy the fall colors driving down. Arizona does have fall colors. It's different. Yes. It's in the cactus barrels, the little yellow seed yeah. pods and all of that. But you've got Tombstone. Come on. That's fun to go to, you yeah. know, the town that never dies. You've got all the way down to Bisbee. You could do so, that whole. And there's yeah. that mission that has bread. I remember. Yeah. Is it yeah. was it Fort David? St. David. St. David. It is. And Saint, I, yeah.
1: I don't know if that um, it's a monastery, I think.
0: Oh, uh, yes, it is. It's a monastery. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I'm not yes. certain
1: if it's still open I I, oh. I I think it might have closed, but I'm not certain oh. you have the Sonoida Elgin area, which is also a wine region, but you know they have the pa- Patagonia Sonoida Creek Preserve that is unbelievable to see and there's a Patagonia Lake State Park in that area so not only wine tasting and spirits there's a lot of there's distilleries making incredible um uh liquors. But there's, um, you know, other things to do. Hiking is incredible over there also.
0: The, yes, yeah, so Anoida Patagonia Reserve. There's a nature conservancy right. there. There's the Patagonia Correct. Lake. And there's bed and breakfasts that you can yes. stay in, Air, Airbnbs. And then if you go um, down to Chiricahua, not Chiricahua, Fort Sierra Vista area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Fort what? Wachuk. When yeah. Mountains, right? So yeah. there is a beautiful preserve out there. Um Correct. that is you've got water lilies, you've got all these, just you got a river and also Coronado National Memorial, which borders right. Mexico. And that right. park was originally actually going to be a park that was on both sides of the country of both sides. Well, it and is a national um, memorial.
1: Mm-hmm. Monument, I think.
0: Um, uh, it's a um, memorial because it was supposed to be a piece a piece. Park between the two countries, but um, you've got that on that side, and it's beautiful. And they've got a cave, but it's a dead cave. I've been in the cave, it's cool. Oh, wow! You had to climb down. I went with a park ranger and um, did that, and beautiful hiking. Um, then you've got the other side, which is the Tucson side of you, which is not far, right? And you've got Two back. um. oh my God, Tubac is fun. But all right. these wineries, how many right. wineries do you think?
1: Oh, gosh, I think in the Wilcox area, we're up to, you know, 25, maybe 30. And uh, then Sonoida Elgin, it just is growing like crazy. And with um, wineries in that area too. So yeah, you definitely, like you said, you could definitely spend several weeks. And of course, uh, many of those places you can, if you're in, Traveling by motorhome, you can do harvest, harvest host. <laughs> and stay on the properties and as you go around the region. So, and of course, if you're coming in the fall, you have incredible, incredible stargazing. So um the night sky in the fall and winter time is just unbelievable um, for those who like astronomy and, and uh, the night sky. So,
0: yeah. Is it I was at Fort Whipple, um, Mount Whipple? Whipple Observatory. There's a. There's a. It's a W. That's a. Yeah, it's up there um, in the top. It's on the other side of you in Madeira Canyon. Oh, right. Madeira right. Canyon um, is world renowned for hummingbirds. Right, and right. and they even have bear out there. Oh well, yeah, and, well, so do we. Oh, oh, that's right. You do. Yeah. I, we- I, I watch yeah. the webcam um, things from uh, Chiricahua National Monument on ah. Facebook all the time. And you've got Kuatis and, and you see them. It's like always a big deal. Yay, the Kuatis <laughs> are here. Chiricahua National Monument, speaking of tourism, do you know that this is one of the very first actual dude ranches, actual like lodges in a national park unit ah. in the country. And okay. it was started by um, the Faraway Ranch. Yes. Yes. And um, it was started by immigrants and women while their men were off serving in in the military in the different wars, women did it. And one was blind and she just, you didn't mess with her, man. She'd come at you with a shotgun on her horse. (laughs) So the the stories, I mean, that's the thing about you're drinking wine, but understanding the, the, the history behind that soil, that land came before you and understanding I mean you're really in a magical spot, like I can't wait to come to your winery Yay. I Nancy and I are like nancy and I are like we've we've like you're in one of our favorite places, and uh-huh. harvest host tell people about that that they can yeah. go they, through harvest host and yeah. and park it's a
1: it's a nationwide um organization you can join uh, harvest host uh, for an annual fee not very much and then it gives you a database of all these farms and orchards and and vineyards all across the country that you can make a reservation and stay on their property and accommodations vary so on our property you need to come self-contained yeah most are yeah Yeah. And most are like that. And you usually stay a day or two on property. And, uh, you know, all that we hope it's free to do that. All that we hope is that you buy some wine and enjoy our property and, and take away, you know, don't leave, don't leave a footprint when you're exactly.
0: But it's about understanding A, a friend of ours, um, Peter and his wife, um, are out doing their big, you know, cross country travels in their RV. Now they've retired and, he makes wine. What? He's got his own backyard wine thing going. It's cool. Uh-huh. Um Anyway, so he's a, he's a baker. Hi, Peter, I'm gonna have to send him this. Um he, He's amazing. And um he, they're going across country. So we're following them. And he bakes bread. And he's a Danish wow. baker, he does all these things in the RV showing people giving people lessons. And wow. they've been doing reports. And so I'm, of course, watching every move, because in some of the places we've been some we haven't, you know, and he's at wineries, he's using Harvest Hosts, and he's at wineries, one winery at a time. And he's making these meals that, I mean, wow. I couldn't even make in a kitchen, right? There's I no way it. I'm doing this. And he's doing this it, in an RV, and they're sitting watching monsoon storms. I think the last one, they were in South or North Dakota, uh-huh. drinking wine from the winery with this monster of a meal. Like, I mean, this is like a, that like you'd get in a, you know, five-star restaurant. Right, room, right. do it. And they're watching the storm. He's like, you cannot beat this view and the wine. He's like, I think they ended up with a case of the wine because is this not, I mean, that's a really cool way to travel. It's all about
1: experience. You know, I, I always said that the, when we would just collect wine and not be making wine, we bought wine at places that we had this incredible experience and we learned about their location and how they made their wine. And it just added to the enjoyment of the wine when we brought it home and opened a bottle for our friends and family uh, just to be able to tell that story of place, the place we bought it and the people we met along the way. So, you know, when you're taking your weekend vacations and you're going wine tasting or whatever, birding or whatever, connect to the community.
0: Um mm. you know Ooh, ooh, wings over Wilcox happens in the up. fall, doesn't it? Yeah. Wings <laughs> over the you've got the sand, those cranes. Yeah. Those yes. beautiful cranes. Is it sand sand cranes? Sand-
1: Sandhill cranes. Yes. And, and so yes, that festival or that event is a week long event now and they mm. have, um, and it's all over the southeast area from Sierra Vista. There's things happening up in Wilcox. There's things happening.
0: Wine. Isn't a wine festival in October too? And there's Wilcox?
1: a really large wine festival in October, uh, October or November. I can't recall what, to, what the date is, but um. Yes. So much to do. So come to
0: that's it. Okay, go go to Scottsdale, because now I want to know about Scottsdale. So I can I could sit and do like a 10 hour show just on your area and still not be done. Like, honestly, that's why I'm like, I have to write an article now. Um, Going up to Scottsdale, what is the experience for people if you're looking at, I mean, we're talking August, September, October, so in through the fall, you know, because that's pretty much what we're talking about. That's when the weather really starts to get awesome.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. So, um, you know, we're still booking groups this summer where people are getting out of Arkansas and Florida because of the humidity and coming to Arizona for bachelorette parties still, even over the summertime. Um, in fact, I have a large corporate group, uh, wine and cheese and wine and chocolate tasting on Thursday for a group of people that are coming in, um, for a conference. So, um, But yeah, coming into the fall, really September kind of you start seeing a shift. And with October, um, more, the weather starts getting beautiful in the Scottsdale um, mm-hmm. area, starts cooling off, evenings get cooler. And um, so we have Scott's Dazzle coming up in the, that annually near the holidays. Um, and we have this canal convergence where we bring in, They've been doing this, I want to say, for almost ten years in Scottsdale, and it's these artists from all over the world. Um, you know, the, it's an invitational, and they'll put these public art installations throughout downtown Scottsdale and along the canal, and it's just a week of walking and experiencing this this art.
0: Um, oh, I love it! Wine and art possible. can't be can't beat no. that. Exactly. And
1: of course, it's all around our tasting room where we're located because we're right on the canal
0: uh, in that area. So, what is the canal? What what do you mean you talk about that?
1: It's basically um, how uh, water flows through the valleys. Oh, okay. It's a a canal that we have developed as a not like San Antonio, which is really Mm -hmm. a, a water, a big, a larger waterway, but with that kind of walkable. Um, uh, development on sides of that canal so it's an amenity not just a public works project
0: you know okay no so it makes it beautiful yeah yes Yes. it's beautiful yeah because I know Scottsdale's I mean you have so many festivals going in through the winter I mean Phoenix Scottsdale I mean the whole greater area and when people come up to your area I know we've done some shows with Linda Kassam Yes. Um, on some of the food highlights oh so it's, it's 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 like going to you as part of also going like on a farm to table you've got a lot of farms in the area too like you've got right. the olive mill um am i, am I saying that right Olive, yeah. uh-huh. off the top of my head yeah if, if i if i haven't been there it's hard but if i've been there i'm going to know you for the rest queen, of my life queen you know? creek
1: olive oil oh
0: there it is yeah that's yeah. it queen creek and all through that area don't you have sure. like incredible
1: Mm-hmm. Schnepp Farms, yeah, uh-huh. that's okay. a new them and it's really developed. That's down in Queen Creek, also, and and there's wonderful um, farmers markets that we have, um, and they start up in the fall and uh, run all winter, and and we have a wonderful one in downtown Scottsdale. But uh, yeah, there's just so much to do.
0: Do you find people when they come to Scottsdale are they staying like in Airbnbs and then taking why well, I'm back to their Airbnb, maybe going to the farmer's market and having like creating their own local meal, you know, yes. when they're there.
1: There's there's a little bit of all of that. Of course, we have incredible resorts. Yeah, you're
0: known for resorts. Uh, yeah,
1: incredible. And we're getting a new Caesars Hotel right by our tasting room in downtown. That's non-gambling, the very first non-gaming. Well,
0: wait a park. minute. No, I don't know, ma'am. <laughs> I know. Should be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want my machines. They're fun. You right. know, we were in a gas station in Missouri, I ran in to just go fill the tank. I think we were in Missouri. And there were gamble. There were people gambling in the gas station.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we don't have that. <laughs> <in> Arizona <laughs> no. yet, But we're getting a Caesar. So but it also has like, that's a, nice, though, you know, um, really incredible restaurants coming as part of that Giada uh, who is having a restaurant in that. But, um, so yes, Airbnbs we're big on Airbnbs. A lot of, a lot of private chefs make dinners for people at their Airbnb. I I know, I know several caterers that do, or, and private chefs that, that, um, that's a good part of their business is, uh, for folks that are at Airbnbs. So yeah, you get a little bit of, um, Fun resorts. And then, you know, also, the place to be in the summertime is at our resorts in Scottsdale because you get incredible deals.
0: Yeah, uh, that's the other thing. Yeah, it's true. It pays to yep, yep. not go in high season.
1: Yes, exactly. And that some of those resorts have these huge water parks as part of them and, and uh, lazy
0: rivers and just a Ooh. fun place to be. So, before you go, August 4th. Is White Wine Day. White
1: Wine Day, and so I want people to try something new. You know, try try a different white wine. Don't you know if you're always a Chardonnay drinker, try a Sauvignon Blanc. Or if you're always, you know, you love Sauvignon Blanc, uh, pick up a Viognier and uh, try that. And or if you're stuck with only drinking California white wines uh try a new region like arizona or the finger lakes area try a white wine from those areas and uh you know it's also summertime august uh you're going to start seeing uh, corn on the cob uh, at farmers markets and things like that so i have a great recipe that goes with white wine which is my fresh corn salad and yeah.
0: We'll post that in the show notes for everybody to get and we'll put it up on our site. So fresh corn is. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We get it. Like I said, we get it in southeastern Arizona and I don't even cook it. You just you just take it off the cob or eat it right off the cob. Um, You don't you don't have to cook it before you make the salad. You just cut it off the cob and toss it with some wonderful fresh um, vegetables
0: and things. But Yeah. Mm. Oh, now just give everyone a quick overview of your white wines since, you know, they need to know. Well, we have
1: two right now on the market, which is our Viognier, which is Sky Island Viognier. So anytime we use the term Sky Island with our white wine, we just want the grape to shine through with no influence from barrels. So it is a a light, crisp white Uh, wine um similar to a sauvignon blanc from new zealand and it just is a wonderful summertime wine you put a little chill on it and it makes a perfect pool pounder as i always say Yeah, we just released a rhyolite white uh which is also a viognier but um you know, rye-like granite is all over our vineyard. And so this is an honor of that uh, granite that influences our flavors on our. our I flavors. want
0: that. I want, I want to try that. We, we, we're behind on, on the new wines here. Nancy yeah, and I are like, okay, when, when does shipping season start again? Yeah, when soon,
1: this... real soon. Well, well can... all of August, we have this incredible sale that is um, going on. So, um, off cases, um, and you can mix and match your case, and that offsets the overnight shipping. So, we could uh, ship across the country even this summer uh, if someone wants to take advantage of our August uh, sale.
0: Oh, so it's overnight. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's a smart move. Yeah, I like that. So, you could just say, We need the party patio, the patio pounder package. but we call the party package, you know, just yeah, (laughs) yeah. We can send you some vigné and some rose, and
1: you'll be all set for the
0: rest of the summer. Yeah, rose is fantastic. I, you know what, I think rose goes well. I'm sorry, but I still drink like Syrahs and cabs in the summer uh, because I can't. I can't. Yeah, Malbecs and, and Morvedres, and and apparently I say Morvedre wrong. Is that Am I saying it wrong? I
1: say it Muved, move oh. but I don't know. I'm not absolutely oh. certain. I'm not a linguist.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, ldvwinery.com is the place to go. Peggy is here every first Wednesday. We're very excited. And uh, starting in September, Peggy is part of our new special farm, garden, and vineyard show. We're like... We're having, well, not show, but it's like a whole day of celebrating gardens, farms and vineyards and the people that work so tirelessly and take giant risks to make our food and our wine. And I categorize wine as a food group. And so does Nancy. It, if we don't have wine, there is no such thing as Big Blend magazines ever coming out. <laughs> so that's that. Uh, so thank you so much, Peggy. Everyone keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. And thank you for listening. Thank you.